0: Quran al-Karim and today's copies of the Torah and the Bible. Introduction There are three major religions on the earth today Islam, Judaism and Christianity. Each of these three religions has a holy book claimed to be the word of Allah by its votaries. The Holy Book of Judaism is the Torah. The Holy Book of Christians, the Bible, is composed of two parts. The Old Testament or the Torah and the New Testament or the Four Gospels and the Complementary Epistles. Muslim's Holy Book is the Qur'an Al-Karim. Whereas Christians deify Isa or Jesus we know him as a Prophet. Since he was a Prophet, Allah Ta'ala naturally should have revealed a Holy Book to him. Therefore, the genuine Injil or the original, undefiled copy of the Bible is no doubt the Word of Allah. Only, that real Injil does not exist today. The copies of the Bible possessed by today's Christians contain very few passages from the original Injil. The original Injil was in the Hebrew language. That genuine Injil disappeared as a result of the inimical campaigns waged against it by the time's Jews. Later, various books full of superstitions appeared in the name of the Bible. In the course of time, those already untenable books were translated with numerous errors and mistakes into Greek and Latin. Many passages were added, changes were made continuously, and consequently quite a number of Gospels were written. Most of those Gospels were rejected in the clerical councils held various times and today's four Gospels survived. These facts will be proved in the pages ahead. The alterations, corrections and explanations are still going on. The Qur'an al-Karim, on the other hand, has preserved its originality since it was revealed to our Prophet without undergoing any diacritical alteration until today. The facts that we have stated so far are not only Muslims' opinions. In fact, Western scientists and theologians have examined the Bible again and proved that it is not the genuine Word of Allah. We should not forget that today, when the 21st century has entered and when the world's knowledge and science have improved so much so that even the least cultivated nations have established universities, people cannot be expected to close their eyes and take for granted a creedal tenet that you try to impose on them as something that you have heard from your father or teacher and which you cannot explain to yourself today's young people delve into the inner nature and the real causes of matters and they reject things that they find irrational in turkey for instance more than a million youngsters take the university entrance examinations every year there is no doubt as to that these youngsters who have been educated with up-to-date methods will pass the religious theories and ideas said or taught them through the sieve of reason and logic. As a matter of fact, today's Western theologians divulged the faults in the copies of the Torah and the Bible that they have. In order to refresh our Muslim brothers' minds concerning the difference between today's Torah and Bible and the Quran-al-Kerim, we have utilized those theologians' publications. Another source we have benefited from in the preparation of this chapter is Hauser, an American writer who wrote on religious subjects. Furthermore, Anselmo Turmeda was a renowned Spanish priest. He accepted the Islamic religion in 823 or 1420 CE and changed his name to Abdullah Tajuman. We have studied that scholar's book, Tufatul Arib which dealt with errors in the Bible. The book, Pearls of Bible, written by Maran Muhitin Sahib Iqbal of Pakistan. And also the Turkish book, "The Al-Kulub, a work of research on the Torah and the Bible, written by Issac Efendi of Harput, who died in 1309 or 1891, a great writer and a member of the Ottoman Ministry of Education, and which was published in 1295 or 1878. The last book was translated into English and published by Hakikat Kitabevi in Istanbul with the title Could Not Answer. Furthermore, Akika, a book of two hundred and ninety pages written in Turkish, again by Haja Isak and printed in twelve seventy eight or eighteen sixty one, which is registered at number two hundred four of the Düyüm-le-Baba section of the public library of Suleimania in Istanbul, proves with sound documents that the Quran al Kerim is the word of Allah, and that the Christian's holy book, which they call the Bible, is a history book which was written afterwards. In addition, Idhahul Maram, written in Turkish by Haji Abdullah bin Destan Mustafa Efendi of Bosnia, who died in 1303 or 1885 and printed in 1288 or 1871 in the print house owned by Yahya Effendi, who was the Sheik of the convent of Mustafa Pasha situated immediately outside of Edirnekapı, is registered with number 771 at the Nafiz Pasha section of the Library of Suleymaniye. It proves with various documents that Christianity is a religion mangled into utter heresy. Another book we have borrowed from is Asharul Haq by Rahmatullah Fandi of India. That book delivered the severest blow on Christianity and divulged the fact that it was a groundless religion. It is written as follows on the 396th page of the Persian book Makamat Ahyar. Fanda, a Protestant priest, was very famous among Christians. The Protestant missionary organization selected a commission of priests under the presidency of Fanda and sent them to India. Their task was to try and spread Christianity. In 1270 or 1854, scientific debates were held between that commission and Rahmatullah Fandi, a great Islamic scholar of Delhi the most heated of those debates took place sometime during the month of rabiul awal and on the 11th of rajab by the end of the long discussions fanda was altogether beaten out four years later when the British forces invaded India, after which they perpetrated horrendous persecutions and torments on Muslims and especially on the Sultan and the men of religion, Rahmatullah Effendi migrated to Makay Mukarrama. In 1295 or 1878, the same commission of missionaries came to Istanbul and launched a campaign propagating Christianity. The Grand Vizier or Sadri Azam Hayruddin Pasha, invited Rahmetullah Efendi to Istanbul. Seeing Rahmetullah Efendi as their opponent was enough to frighten away the missionaries. This time, the debate was no more than a brief act of formality, and the missionaries, unable to answer the scholars' questions, took to their heels. The Pasha congratulated the great scholar warmly, and showed him great kindness, requesting him to write a booklet telling about how he refuted and beat down the Christians. So he began to write his book Isharulak in Arabic on the sixteenth of Rajab, and completing it by the end of Zilhijah, he left for Mecca. Hairutin Pasha had the book translated into Turkish, and then had both versions printed. It was later translated into European languages and printed and published in every country. British newspapers wrote that spreading of the book would cause irreparable harm to Christianity. Abdul Hamid Khan II, alayhi, who died in 1336 or 1918, Muslim's Khalifa, invited the great scholar once again in the blessed month of Ramadan in 1304 and hosted him with deep respect and generous kindness in his palace. Ramatullah Efendi passed away in Mecca Karama in the month of Ramadan in 1308 or 1890. In addition to all these books, we have studied books written about the Qur'an al Kirim by Western Orientalists in the previous century. Then we have reached the conclusion that an unbiased comparative study of these two holy books will reveal which of them is the word of Allah with such undisputable clarity as cannot be denied by the most obstinate person regardless of his religious background. We have arranged this chapter in six divisions. The first three divisions deal with the Quran Al-Karim and the existing copies of the Torah and the Bible, as we have stated above. The last three divisions are dedicated to our Prophet Muhammad his miracles, virtues and beautiful moral qualities the information contained in these divisions have been borrowed from a history book in turkish namely mirat kainat written by nishandizade muhammad afendi rahimahullahu a renowned islamic scholar he passed away in 1031 or 1719 his book was published in 1269 or 1853 we hope that our dear readers will read this chapter of our book with deep interest and will benefit from the information provided. May Allah Taala bless us all with true guidance. May He keep us all on the right path. Amen. Do not annoy others, and others will not annoy thee. Deceive no one, and no one will deceive thee. Water from Islam's enemy will never satiate thee. Nor will the disbeliever, be him fire, a bit burn thee. Keep on the right way, Allah will not embarrass thee. Harm of all sorts come to thee from thee. Thy own evil thoughts alone will defame thee. The dweller is what gives a dwelling its dignity. Islam is the only source that will guide thee. Keep on the right way, Allah will not embarrass thee. All worldly existence is transient. Nothing stays forever. Worldlies are all worthless. Sorrow about them never. Abide by the right path. Then you'll be safe forever. Be faithful to Hak, and enemy can harm thee never. Keep on the right way. Allah will not embarrass thee. To subdue someone, never consult to cruelty. Of thy friend's misconduct will deprive thee. Never humiliate thyself, nor backbite the absentee. Be true and work, Allah will reward thee. Keep on the right way, Allah will not embarrass thee. Allah, the Eternal, if He wishes, protects thee. Even if the enemy mars the believer's chastity, as the saying goes, among the Muslim community, what brings the reward is one's pious activity. Keep on the right way, Allah will not embarrass thee. Duff that sordid hypocrisy and done pure sincerity. Don't be a blabbermouth and never talk indiscreetly. Perfect as you might be in hiding your hypocrisy from Haq Ta'ala, the omniscient, none can be done in secrecy. Keep on the right way, Allah will not embarrass thee.